0: One basic thing is that people often have devotions for quantity, and what mm, I mean by that, yeah, yeah, that people are like, oh, my goal is to finish thirty, 30 books yeah, or the, like... or, or the Bible in three hundred sixty-five days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, I, I hate to um you know pop the bubble for some of you. You know, there's I don't I don't see that as very important.
1: Welcome to Our Faith Journey, a podcast that focuses on how to find joy and purpose in an abundant relationship with Christ. My name is Gerald Chang, and I've noticed that most Christians today struggle to develop a personal connection with God. This podcast will share practical ways on how to foster a relationship with Christ so that you can experience lasting joy. Well, welcome to the fifth episode of my show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to the show. And also thank you to those who have reviewed, subscribed, rated the podcast. And I just want to remind you that the book giveaway is entering its final week now. So if you write a review again and rate the show on whatever podcast player you're using, you'll have the chance to get one of my three favorite books for free. Uh, These are The Emotionally Healthy Leader by Peter Scazzaro, Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend, And the Enneagram by Richard Rohr. So again, this is the last week you can enter. And I'll be sending uh, one book to uh, one lucky winner. And you will have the opportunity to choose the book you want to receive. So make sure to enter the giveaway. Another way you can enter the giveaway is by going to Instagram and following the podcast Instagram, which is Our Faith Journey Podcast. And once you do that, after you follow it, you need to go to a book giveaway post comment and tag three of your friends, and that'll be another entry to the book giveaway. So again, this is the last week, so please, 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 if you wanna get a free book, go ahead and enter the giveaway. So this is the third episode of the Inner Life series, which focuses on topics that I find vital in the foundation of our relationship with God. And I had the privilege of sitting down with not just one, but two Daniel brothers, uh, Jason and Jefford Daniel, and this is the first episode with multiple guests. Woohoo! So I got to know both of them during my high school years, and we really got close in college when all of us went through our own faith rebaptisms. And both of them have been vital in supporting me on my faith journey, so I really wanted them to be a part of this episode. And on this episode, we dive deep into the reasons why Christians struggle to develop a daily devotional life. And we talk about some practical ways on how to connect with God on a daily basis. We also dive into how to read your Bible in a devotional way. And I'm super, super excited for you to listen to our conversation. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jason and Jefford Daniel. So today we're continuing our series on the inner life. And I'm here with my good friends, Jason and Jeffrey Daniel, or the Daniel brothers, if you guys know them. Yeah, what's up, Gerald? (laughs) Thanks for being on the show, guys. So before we continue, I'd like to just uh, ask you guys to share a little bit more about yourself and what you're doing right now.
0: All right, the younger brother will go first. All right, so my name is Jeffrey Daniel, like you said. Um, So... I am from, well, we're from, you know, Pakistan, but uh, we live in Southern California in Beaumont, California. And uh, what we're doing right now, what I'm doing, I'm currently a student at Southern Adventist Uni- University, um, studying religious studies and pre-men, so. All
2: right, so my name is Jason, and I'm currently at La Sierra University, part of the Spiritual Life Department. Um, my specific title is Spiritual Life Coach, uh, which is pretty much connecting with students one-on-one uh, and developing intentional relationships with God and teaching them how to do things like study your Bible. Um, another thing that I'm currently doing is also applying to grad schools. So that's, that's still on the, the, the plans. Yeah.
1: What type of grad schools?
2: So my current uh, grad school is uh, focusing on med schools.
1: But we'll see how God leads on that. All right. Let's hope he's in my med school class. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Anyways, folks, let's just dive into it. And so today we're talking about daily rhythms with God, right? Things that we do on a daily basis to connect with God. And so whenever people talk about a walk with God, they always say read your Bible or pray or do your morning devotionals. And basically the core concept is spend time daily with Mm -hmm. God. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure some Christians hear that phrase, let it go through one year and let it go out the other year. So in your opinion, why do Christians not see the need to spend time daily with God? And why do you see spending time with God to be important?
0: Go ahead, Jason, you can, you can start this one.
1: Yeah, so I can totally relate
2: with this. Um, growing up even in a Christian home uh, where my parents would tell me, hey, read your Bible, do all those things. And I would not do that <laughs> or I would... Open up my Bible, uh, read like a verse or two, and then um, not see the importance of it and pretty much get bored and then close it and then just, you know, go play uh, Legend of Zelda or something, or go, go work out or something, or Pokemon, play Pokemon. So I can definitely relate with you guys if you are struggling with trying to find the importance of spending time with God. So, one of the reasons I think. That we don't see the importance of it mm-hmm. is that, um, is this the whole premise behind um, the spending time with in doing devotional is that we're trying to build this friendship, right? This relationship with God, and unless that's not your focus, it's going to be a waste of time, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. what is the point of reading words, mm. right? And so, that's that's the reason why I feel like why some people don't find the importance of it is that we're, we're not trying to see, or we don't see the, the purpose, which is building this relationship, this friendship with God.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so what I see it as, you know, just like from a biblical perspective, I guess you could share. Uh, my understanding is that, you know, in the Bible, in Jeremiah 17, verse nine, it talks about, uh, if I have the reference right, you know, our hearts are, are like wicked and uh, desperately just like wicked above all things. Um, and Paul talks about like, Hey, like I, I die to self daily. Um, just to put it in simple words, you know, like our hearts are just naturally not inclined towards God. Mm. Um, and so if we're naturally not inclined towards God, um, it's actually even a deeper reason why we need God. You know, the Bible even talks about like, Hey, Jesus is described as like a, a, a physician, a healer. Um, you know, what, what does it, why, why would we need to have God or even pursue God if if like we had no need of Him, you know? Yeah. And so spending time with God simply just allows us to be able to have that uh connection, that inclination, that that desire to spend time with God, even more be in a deeper relationship with Him. So that's why I just see it as as so important is because um, you know, we're we're so far from God naturally, but spending time with God allows us to step closer and closer
1: to Jesus. Mm. And kind of follow up question on that. What do you think are some common excuses that people say in response to, you know, do you spend time with God? And where do you think mm-hmm. the core issue of those excuses lie?
0: Yeah, um, I'll start this one. So uh, what I what I think the main excuses, um, you know, like, let me give you an example. So, you know, we spend, my mom used to say this, like, you know, you you put time into things that you value, you know, like busy is good, but busy is not an excuse, you know? Yeah. Um. And so go. like, like for example, like we spend time with, with people we like, um, we like putting work into stuff that, Hey, we're like, Hey, this is going to give me some money. And so like the, the whole principle behind that is that, you know, in the Bible as well, Jesus is often described as like bread and water, you know? And you, you may ask like, why, why is Jesus described as those things? Like, why not oxygen? You know, like why not, all these other things, you know, that you could possibly think Jesus described that. Well, you look at like bread, bread is like often associated with many cultures around the world. Every culture has some type of bread, you know, we're from like a uh, Pakistani background. And so we eat roti, which is like just bread, you know, essentially that's the meaning of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's the, I think what God was trying to get at is that's universal, you know, like uh, food is, is very essential. And bread is, you know, this nutrient to our body. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, if we don't eat, like our mind tells us, hey, you're hungry. And if you kind of look at it in a spiritual mind, you know, look at it in spiritual eyes. If we don't eat of this bread who is Jesus, then we're really dying. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so in John 17, 3, it says that like, this is life eternal that we may know him. And so, if we know God and 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 partake of Him, even the last thing Jesus told the disciples was like, "Eat my flesh." You know, this like sounds crazy. Like, man, this guy's a vampire. <laughs> yeah. You know, like this guy's uh, cannibalism. Weird. Cannibalism. You know. So, but yeah. it's the the thing is that you have to partake. Like, you have to eat Jesus in the sense. You know, if you want to say it in that way, like you have right. to spend time with God. And as you as you spend time with Jesus, you're 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 becoming closer to Him. And so the it kind of goes back to that. Why is it important? But People make excuses for it. Um, and I made this excuse myself that, oh, I don't have time for it. Well, did you have time to eat food today? You right, know, like, right. yeah, like we make time for that. So, yeah.
1: Can I just add something onto that? Yeah. I've heard this analogy, right? When people look at um, the Christian walk as, oh, I'll just go to church mm-hmm. and eat my fill on. Mm. On, at church, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Eat my big buffet, mm. Mm. Espe- uh, expecting that that yeah, buffet will last sure. throughout the week. When yeah. that mm-hmm. that doesn't work, like we don't eat one buffet on one day, and then yeah. expect that you know to mm. lean into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, that's uh, something
2: I I heard from this pastor named Mike Todd, and he shares that many of us are actually like eating one meal a day, right? What would that look like mm. if we translated that to our physical food, right? Mm what would happen if the last meal that you ate was like a week ago, yeah. right? Many of us would probably be in hospitals, right? And so um, just like that, our, our physical food or our spiritual food is just as necessary, right? It's this this sustenance, this, this food for the soul.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want to dive into uh, Revelation 3.20 because I think it just gives a really mm. good analogy, right? So it says... Behold I stand at the door and knock mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. if anyone hears my voice I will come in and, and eat with him. So let's, let's let's just analyze that. Yeah. Behold I I stand at the door and knock. So let's say outside this room it's Jesus and mm-hmm. he's knocking. But mm-hmm. sometimes we have too much noise that you can't hear his voice, Ooh. right? Mm-hmm. Like what what are the what are the voices that are we listening to and are, are they mm-hmm. uh, allowing us to hear God's voice or they're just drowning out his yeah. voice. Right. I don't think Jesus is, is like banging the door. He's, he's knocking the door. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's wanting to see if you'll, mm. you'll be listening. Right. Mm. And okay, let's say we're listening. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we open the door. What happen if we can't even open the door because there's too much stuff in the room that we're right? Yeah, Jonathan McReynolds. Make right, more so, room. Right, make more room. Uh, there's a song by this artist called Jonathan McReynolds, and it basically it's like, I will make room for you. I will prepare for two. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we don't even have space in our hearts mm-hmm. to let Jesus in, even though we can hear him, right? So maybe just a practical uh, application of this analogy. How, how do we, uh, first of all, be more open to hearing God's voice? Mm -hmm. And number two, how do we make room for him? Yeah. So just
2: off the bat, um, I think we live in a very Mm -hmm. heavy, dense culture of noise. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Right? And just the whole principle of of doing devotional or doing devotion is is this practice of stillness and Mm -hmm. and solitude. And -hmm. that's hard to do, right? When Mm -hmm. our minds are consistently racing every single day and there's so much noise trying to compete. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for our mind's attention. and I think that's one of the things that makes it really hard to even do mm-hmm. devotions. Um, but I think that is what our bodies need, right? They mm-hmm. need this time, this intentional time to rest,
1: yeah, to mm-hmm. to
2: to find the stillness, this peace that comes from God and And so I think it's just as easy, even though it's it's hard, but it's as easy as just going into a room by yourself or maybe mm-hmm. someplace mm-hmm. in nature, someplace that's quiet. Um, I know a friend named Greg. Uh, he's currently an intern at Azure Health. Um, but what he does is he likes uh, going off and getting some sort of tea or coffee mm. and sitting down with his word in a very quiet place. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's his practice of stillness. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So just to clarify, this is like, kind of like the practical, like you say, yeah, like, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, you know, one thing that uh, a friend shared with me, um, is that devotions or, or time with God actually starts, you know, in the night before you go to sleep. Yeah. I am, and what I mean by that is that, uh, the one thing that often a lot of us struggle and I struggle with myself is time management. Um, in the sense that we, again, going back, we make time for things we value, right. In a mm. practical sense, you have to, before you go to sleep, like you have to, you know, oftentimes as, uh, you know, young people we're like, oh man, I got to stay up to study or do this thing. I want to do, stay up doing all these things. But the reality is that if we stay up, then you're going to wake up later and you're going to have this like mm. snowball effect of just like your day is just going to keep on going. And Don't you're going you. yeah. gonna, to gonna end the day and be like, man, I didn't spend time with God. Mm-hmm. And we often, uh, you know, give God the leftovers, you know, after everything's been Verse. done in our day, ah. you know, everything we've 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 finished our our day, uh, done all of our duties, spend time with even like our, our loved ones, um, but here you leave God, uh, who is the one most important thing uh, in our lives, and we give him the leftovers, you know. So the one practical mm. thing is is being able to schedule your day, um, mm. you know, whenever you spend time with God, you know, preferably in the morning because that's before you start everything else, you know. It's, right. it's usually the best. Um, but you know, whatever, again, it works best for you. Uh, but just the, the principle is scheduling, you know, like, yeah. Hey, like I'm going to wake up at whatever, you know, seven 30 and I'm going to spend time with God. Mm. Um, and so that's, that's one, 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 uh, principle that's helped me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and, and making that a very, you know, like, Hey, strict thing. Like, Hey, I, I'm going to, before even for myself, before I even eat, um, or exercise, Hey, I'm going to wake up. Uh, and I'm going to fix my bed first, you know, and then I'm like, hey, I'm going to spend time with God. So just, the principle is just like, you know, scheduling, squ- uh, scheduling yeah. it in.
2: Yeah. Making, making more room in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Making room for this, this intentional time you want to spend with God and making that a priority.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So let's just dive into that, right? Let's say someone's listening to this and say, okay, well, I'll sleep a little earlier. So I can wake up, what, six thirty 7, 7.30. I don't know when y'all Worse. wake up. I, I like waking up early, by the way. <laughs> yeah. If I could, I'd wake up at 5.30. But let's just say you wake up, say 7, okay? Uh-huh. And you have like, I don't know, 30 minutes, an hour. Okay, now what? What do we do? What are some like practical spiritual disciplines, activities you do that helps you draw mm-hmm. closer to God? Yeah,
0: this is an uh, uh, excellent question. This is one of the things that uh, my experience, um, you know, even being out in nature and things like that, like, I, I do that I, I think that's awesome uh, but one thing when you don't um for myself and maybe others who are listening can relate with this your mind starts to wander you yeah. know like you're just reading or like praying all of a sudden like a movie scene comes on or you're like thinking about someone else or like or like about your food you know <laughs> like you're gonna eat after this so for me I think I think journaling um, and I want to explain that a little bit um, in in journaling in the sense that uh, I write down my prayers, you know, like I'm like writing, I'm, I'm, you know, whatever, thanking God for what He's blessed with. I'm, I'm writing down even my prayer requests, what I'm struggling with, um, and also writing down what I'm learning in the Word. Yeah. And so it's like everything, you know, like, and that's a, the the key thing to simplify is simply like our our devotions or spending time with God is really just that that's it. Like your your God is a very personable God. So even when you pray or read the bible it should be a very like personal thing like hey Mm -hmm. god like i'm learning this like oh wow you know what happened to david in the bible and this like oh why did you know joseph do this or Mm -hmm. daniel did like you're you're like connecting with god like asking questions you're you're relating with him so i think journaling in that sense helps to focus and Mm -hmm. that's the the purpose because our minds are so distracted yeah Um, it's easy for us to to get you know you know confused or or even get lost in what we're reading. But if we write down, I have found this, when I write down what I'm learning, I, I my devotions are just such a blessing. I feel like I've really connected with God.
2: Yeah, um, I wanted to dig in a little bit more onto the personable God. Um, just looking throughout many examples of the Bible. Um, for example, many of them did not have a Bible, mm, right? True. Okay, and, okay. And one mm. example that I think about is Abraham. Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. this is the person that god let out of a nation that was very focused in idol worship Mm -hmm. Mm. but the bible describes that he actually saw god through being in nature or looking at the stars or Mm. looking at at you know the scenery or things Mm -hmm. like that and another example is david david would oftentimes spend time you know shepherding and things mm. like that and yeah. he would write songs and so there's so many different in a sense uh, ways to do devotions mm. um, For me um, it kind of like my brother is is reading the word um, but it's also listening to songs it's also spending time in meditation uh, focusing on the events of what God has done in my life or you know
1: uh, or just talking to God mm-hmm. um, just out loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to piggyback on that sure. train of thought. So like Jefford was saying that, you know, he prayer he prays through journaling in a mm-hmm. sense, mm-hmm. right? And here's the thing about spending time with God. It's important to, I guess, diversify yes. the way you do it in order to, uh, I guess, match the way your personality or the way you connect. You connect. Yeah. So yes. for me, I'm a very talkative person. You guys know that mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. sharing and about myself, blah, 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 right? <laughs> to to a fault. So I've learned how to listen. Anyway, so <laughs> um, one one area that helps me is praying out loud. Okay, mm-hmm. so when I start the day, I wake up. actually okay. I get on my knees right out of my bed, and I just mm-hmm. say, "Thank you, God." You didn't even fold your your like your bed? bed? No, I just okay. So as I get up, oh. I just roll on out of the bed and pray. <laughs> like that's the first thing I do. And I, and I actually yeah. don't like yeah. to make my bed first because I'm just like, okay, it's God mm. first. For, mm. sure. Okay, For sure. so it, it's, it's personal yeah, yeah. okay? Yeah. So mm-hmm. after that, um, I do some, I have this scripture memorization app, Scripture Typer, if yes. you guys know scripture what it is. Typer. That's something that helps me like memorize scripture that I find important in my life. And then I go to pray, right? And um, some of you might know, is it ACTS? Is that the acronym? Uh, adoration, yes. adoration. Yeah. Um, confession, confession. Uh, it's uh, supplication, supplication, A C S T, and then thankfulness, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so adoration of God, right? So I start with saying, thank you, God, for who you are. Confession of sins, mm-hmm. of where I've fallen short, and then I go to um, what is it called?
0: Supplication.
1: Supplication, right? But actually, um, when I pray with friends, we go back to thankfulness, right? But after after supplication, mm-hmm. I kind of I take the words of of Samuel. And I say, "Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening." Mm. Okay, and and then it sounds kind of weird, but like God kind of like speaks through my voice. Yes. Okay? So that's when He's like sharing His stuff. I know it sounds a little like, you know, like a medium or a spirit, but it's <laughs> like <laughs> no. But it's like this is I guess this is my experience. I don't tell this to a lot of people, right? So mm-hmm. and and God begins sharing affirmations I need to hear mm. for today, right? Mm-hmm. And and for me, I I don't want to journal that moment because it's just like it's like just having a conversation it's very yeah. organic right with yeah. dad for you know sure. or like for sure abba father um mm. it's it's beautiful you know and mm-hmm. i think yeah mm-hmm. um i don't know maybe if you want to experiment that for yourself or
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's just a practical way to f- i think foster that personal connection yes mm-hmm. you know what i'm Definitely. saying
0: i was just gonna add you know um along with that uh, i think we've touched on like Journaling, praying, um, like the places we connect with God. Yeah, I think I think a lot of times people often, most people struggle um, with reading God's word or, or what that looks like. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I'm just speaking for myself. No, no, no you're not alone. Um, on that. Yeah, you know. So one one basic thing is that people often have devotions for quantity, and what mm, I mean by that, yeah. On, yeah,
1: yeah, that
0: people are like, oh, my goal is to finish thirty books yeah, or then, like. Or, or the Bible in 365 days. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I hate to, um, you know, pop the bubble for some of you. You know, there is, I don't, I don't see that as very important because I've I've read the Bible like throughout, but ask me at the end of the year, what did I learn? I do not remember anything. Uh, you know, so, so uh, the, yeah. the thing is that people read for quantity, uh, but whereas the, the Bible is not focused necessarily on, yes, it's good to have a, a overview of the Bible, you mm. can say. So you know what's going on in the big picture, but uh, the Bible is is very in a sense topical in the sense that it has themes in the Bible like faith, um, temptation, um, yeah. courage, all these things. So the the Bible like what you're struggling with in that moment or in that time of your season of your life, I think you should look out to study. Like for example, if if you're if you have fears, um, you know, like one thing that I often study is like Psalms. I'm I'm reading David's Psalms. Um, and so it's it's about the quality of what you're studying, not the quantity mm. and it, one practical thing is is when you read the Bible, you have to uh, uh, one author often said it this way is that you should read verse by verse and this is in the meaning that you just read a verse it doesn't have to even be the chapter. you're reading a couple of verses and you ask questions you know oftentimes we we glaze over we're just like reading through and we miss key details in yeah. what the Bible is trying to say. you know it's not like a movie the Bible, is not a movie. So you have to really like focus and think about, use your imagination to really bring out what's coming in the Bible. So you yeah. have to, like, for example, you read and and you're um, reading a story, let's just say in in the New Testament, you're reading about how Jesus uh, went to the demoniac um, that was in, in the island. And you have to ask questions like, oh, why was the demoniac chained, for example? Or why was why did Jesus go there? Why did, were the disciples there? Why? Why did you know? So questions you're asking, and as you're asking these questions, it's bringing out the story, and you're life. like, "What? Well, yeah, to life." Yeah. And and you're seeing, "Wow, okay, this teaches me about myself, about Jesus, about the world around us, about the the people that mm. are are these demoniacs." You could say like they're struggling, uh, they're wrestling. You know. So the 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 whole principle is is that you're talking about quality, not quantity, mm. um, and that's really a key thing. So.
2: Yeah, and just to share an analogy to really uh, make it simple, um, whenever you hang out with your friends, is it like, oh, I hung out with Gerald for 30 minutes today,
0: Mm.
2: right? It's not just about the quantity Ah, of time, but the quality of time Mm -hmm. that, hey, I wanted to sit down with Gerald today or I wanted to spend this intentional time. Hanging out with him mm-hmm. and just building mm-hmm. our
1: friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna add to that analogy. So let's say Jason's like, I spent 30 minutes with Gerald, mm-hmm. right? But he could be sitting next to me on his phone, yep, calling his friend, yep, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and then he'd be like, oh, 30 minutes timer done. Yep. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Check See the you, box, Gerald. right? And that's how God feels sometimes, Mm, right? mm, Like he's just a check on the box Mm -hmm. for us to fulfill a list of things to do. And then, Mm -hmm. Oh, we did the right thing as a Christian and we're Mm going to now do our lives. Mm -hmm. But like God is much more than just a Mm -hmm. check on the box. Mm -hmm. He's that person that can fulfill us. Right. And in Mm -hmm. a sense, also our, our our closest friend or the someone who can be our closest friend. Mm -hmm. So I just want to kind of dive in deeper to, uh, what Jeffered was saying, just to help give practical tools, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to use an example, and we're going to go into the Beatitudes, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's and it. so let's just break this down as if we were studying Scripture for the purpose of a devotional, right? Mm. So this is not studying for to write a sermon or, you know, whatever, or to get answers on your mm-hmm. homework for, you know, whatever Bible, Bible class, class you're taking, right? <laughs> we're going to mm-hmm. do this as if we were Applying this, okay? So, Matthew 5, verse 1, okay? And so I'm gonna read and then you guys can just stop me whenever, or I'll stop, okay? So, and seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Uh, Okay, I'm gonna stop right here (laughs) because I I thought about a bunch of questions, questions, right? Okay, so I'll start with one. more of like an observation, okay? So when we think of Jesus and the multitudes, right, um, we think, oh, yeah, when he speaks, like, everyone would hear this, mm-hmm. you know, like, as he speaks a sermon, right? But mm-hmm. we're living in 21st century where a pastor holds up a mic and about mm-hmm. a 1,000 people can hear him at the exact same time. But there's mm-hmm. no microphone. mm
0: so yeah, when that
1: jesus work? says blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven He's like, probably the first 20 people or 30 people around him can hear it and they gotta pass it on mm. right so they have to hear yeah, it yeah, yeah yeah and then send it right so isn't that interesting to think about uh right, you guys have some things that came to mind when you just read the beginning of this passage
2: i whenever i just i just read it i was just like wow jesus just got a, a loud voice yeah
1: <laughs> i i think that
0: i think part of part of that i think uh along with um you know, because uh, I remember in other instances, um, they even were like, oh, did Jesus really say that? You know, like, so I think it's it's kind of like both mm-hmm. in the sense that Jesus really had to project. And he was like, you know, like you're, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, you know, Jesus didn't have no microphone that he could just whisper and everyone can still hear him. <laughs> yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, was like, yeah. you know, blasting this thing, like it's blessed like are the poor, in you know? So yeah. I, I think what comes to mind for, for me is, he's like, you know, very still regardless, he has to be like confident in what he's saying because if he just whispers it, like, blessed are the poor in spirit, you know, like just like, we often think of Jesus as a mellow like person, but Jesus is like sharing this, you know, in confidence and and in power. So that's that's what comes to mind for me.
1: Yeah. You know. Um, I think a practical question that we should ask Mm -hmm. as we're approaching scripture, I've heard this said, so what? Mm. Okay. So let's say, yeah, Mm -hmm. Jesus speaks powerfully. So mm-hmm. what, why, why does that matter to us, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Would you, would you like to share on that?
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, in, in looking at, um, you know, as we, like, we're looking at this passage, just, like, Jesus was a ground shaker, you know? Like, when Jesus came, like, he was not there to, to encourage everyone, like— <laughs> Oh wow! Just keep on doing what you're doing. Like you're doing a great job, Israelites. Like no, like he came to, he came to like bring. You know the Bible even says he he comes with a sword. Like he came to like just destroy. Yeah. He was like you know everyone knows the story of Jesus like flipping the tables. You know that's like that is an aspect of Jesus besides you know Jesus mm. being meek and children approaching him. There's Jesus that like hey he's there to change the mm. views of the people because they had it completely wrong like about heaven. God, every every culture. culture, everything was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was when he's saying this, he's like coming out, you know, like coming, coming in hot. Ca- coming in yeah, hot. he was coming in <laughs> hot. So like Jesus, I, that's what comes to my mind is that mm-hmm. like when we're, you know, Jesus is, is sharing things that often like we're we're not um not not in the sense not ready, in the sense that Jesus is sharing things that will cut at our hearts, you know? Like he's sharing that blessed are the poor in spirit. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the first thing he says like, "Hey, it's not about you being rich or about you having all this wealth and knowledge about God like you have to be poor in spirit. Only the meek can inherit the earth," you mm-hmm. know? So.
2: And another thing is just being confident about your beliefs as well, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just you can't just be a shallow. There we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to the things that you believe in, you have to really study, you have to like, you know, really believe for yourself. And when you do, you have to act on it. Mm -hmm. You have to be confident on it.
1: Yeah. And I kind of want to throw a little caveat. Some of you might be listening like, wow, "Wow, you just pulled so much from two verses, (laughs) right? And I think part of this comes with spiritual growth, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to just read one verse and then like a flood of ideas are going to flow into Mm -hmm. your mind, right? It comes with time, but I want to just give like a a tool in a sense. Um, I mean, there are such things as Bible commentaries, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you want some insight as to what other people have thought about this verse, mm-hmm. you see, oh, look, like, whoosh, you know, like, this is their thoughts. And it, it kind of, like, jogs your mind. Mm-hmm. It right? adds to the concept of mm-hmm. imagination, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love how Jeffrey mm-hmm. said, like, just imagine you're there, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing the multitudes, he went on a mountain. So you're on the mountain
0: where mm-hmm. you the were crown. his
1: disciples, right? And you come mm-hmm. to him. But then also you have to try to get into the minds of the disciples, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So often we view life from our lens, our perspective, mm-hmm. right? But what was first century mm. Jewish perspective mm. when he says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs yeah. is the kingdom of heaven? Because their theology was if you're rich, you're you're blessed. Mm-hmm. If you're poor, you're cursed. Yeah, you right? have if the
2: favor you... of God on you. If you're wealthy or, you know, you don't got diseases. or Exactly. Right?
1: Yeah. so for him to start this is a i think this is his first sermon correct yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: probably the, yeah. the first line he says blessed are the poor in spirit mm-hmm. is totally countercultural to the entire like understanding of god as it was present mm-hmm. yep right yeah. so imagine if you were the audience yeah. you're like what in the world yeah mm what do you mean Theres is the kingdom of heaven? Yeah. They're the ones that begging on the side of the street because God didn't favor them. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Right? And then and then diving even deeper. So uh, I use this thing called BibleHub.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great source. Yeah. So BibleHub.com, basically you can look up Different. verses in the original Hebrew and Greek. Yeah. So you go to like that top right corner and just make sure it says Hebrew or Greek. You type in one, Matthew five three. Okay? And you, you click on whatever word that you want inside because the English might not... Be meaning the original Greek or Hebrew, right? Mm-hmm. So poor. I mean, I'm not looking at it right now, but but it could mean something mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is different than you think. Yeah, for poor sure. means yeah, or blessed, mm-hmm. right? So it's so helpful to try to understand um, scripture in the original language, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely. And
0: and I think the the context too. You know, yeah, like yeah. the context not only of uh, where Jesus is. You know, like I like what you shared. This was Jesus's first sermon public sermon that he shared in his ministry coming right, in right. and, and also the historical, you know, context, looking at like, Hey, where, where was Jesus in this time frame? What was going on in the culture of that time? Mm. Uh, because yeah, I agree. I, I, I think we view it as, you know, like 21st century, like, Oh, Jesus, what if Jesus was here? Um, right. You know, but we have to understand, Hey, what is the context of, of what is happening? What is the
1: picture looking like? Yeah, exactly. huh So let's say we, we understand said context, right? Mm-hmm. that um, what it's called Jesus is in this time in first century um, whatever okay so sorry I'm kind of losing my train of thought but kind <laughs> no of worries. kind of diving back so let's say we understand that context but how do we take that context and apply it to now mm-hmm. us we're 21st century yeah, Christians definitely. yeah definitely I think one thing
0: um, you know people often struggle and I've struggled with is like, you know, like you shared, like, does the Bible apply to me? You know, such an old book. Um, does it actually apply to me? And and the thing is that in uh, Habakkuk, um, it actually talks about that that Jesus, God, is the desire of all nations. Um, and, you know, basically it's saying like, hey, it applies to all people, you know, kindred, tongue, and nation, whatever. Like it applies to all types of people, anywhere they're from. Yeah. Um, and so I I want to preface that with, I wanted to preface that before I, I shared um you know i think like we're talking about blessed are the poor in spirit uh this theme is you know jesus what jesus shared is not necessarily in itself new quote unquote it's just repackaged in a way that's different because you know jesus talked about hey blessed are the poor in spirit but i was just reading actually in my devotion (laughs) so i just just reading in psalms actually that david actually talks about that the meek are the ones that god teaches so it's the same thing like being poor you know when we associate poor someone who's poor is not really going to be proud and boastful like you know they're like poor you know they realize hey mm-hmm. i don't have much in life so they're meek yeah um, and so i i like that because that's mm-hmm. uh even if we're well off in life if we're accomplished if we're successful we have to always remember that blessed are the poor in spirit meaning that hey we have to be spiritually i like this word bankrupt um, go, yeah. and, and and that means that we cannot be even have spiritual pride or mm-hmm. spiritual boastfulness, like saying, "Like, oh man, look at me! I'm better off than everyone else." Right. You know, that's the that was in context, mm-hmm. like we were talking about. That's the Jewish people. They're like, "Oh, look at us! Like, we're better than those Gentiles, those Samaritans. Like, we're we have the blessing of God with us." You know. Mm-hmm. But the the we have to be like, hey, like, um, you know, we have to come realizing, hey, even if we have the blessing of God, like it's a gift from God. Like, we have nothing of ourselves. Like, we have to realize, hey we're really like trash, like in the sense that not like looking at yourself in the eyes of like, oh, I'm not worth anything, but in, re- in looking at- like, From, hey, uh, we're the,
2: s- the spectrum of like a universe, like yeah, a speck of Yeah, dust. exactly. Yeah, and, and looking yeah.
0: at it in a spiritual sense, hey, like we've all fallen short of God's glory. Like we, we don't deserve God's grace, but here God gives this to us. And so we can never let ourselves be filled with this spiritual pride, uh, thinking that, hey, oh, look at me, I'm better off. I'm, I'm doing all these things. Mm. Uh, yeah, we have to, we, yeah, to uppity, you know, we gotta be like, Hey, uh, I realize that this is all just still a mm-hmm. gift from God. And he says, those are the type of people that inherit the kingdom of heaven.
2: Yeah. So Jefford shared more so a personable experience, right. From a devotion, but a devotion can actually impact, not just how, um, we perceive it in our inner nature, but also how we uh, share the gospel, right. In the external mm-hmm. way as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just something that I just want to, flex for my guy Solomon he always shares that Mm. nothing is new under the Mm, sun mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. poverty then has not disappeared and poverty still exists today Mm -hmm. and many of our of our nature and and just the way that we form our policies or the way that we you know go about our day-to-day lives is that we oftentimes ignore the poor right those that are in need and so uh it's it's a mm-hmm. pretty much a rebuke, right? Oftentimes we can be just be driving, and mm-hmm. we're just so like desensitized, desensitized mm-hmm. um, to the, our brother and sisters. Like these people, although they're on the streets, and in the grander picture of schemes, like they're your family. Mm-hmm. They're still right?
0: children of God.
2: They're still yeah. children of God, okay. and even so, you can look at it biologically. Like you're ninety nine percent, like have the same DNA as them. Yeah, like they're your family. And so I think this is like a call that Jesus is telling. It's like, hey, like, you know, like there you have a job to do. You have a responsibility. And that's to to take care of those that are in need.
1: Yeah. And, you know, what's beautiful, what's happening right now. Hmm. So we just looked at three verses. And we each, I feel like God was speaking to us different things. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the beauty of scripture in that. You can come back to it and it'll speak something different to you, Mm -hmm. right? And notice how, like Jeffrey was saying, we're focusing on on quality, right? Mm. We've only read three verses and Mm. this is already a bunch of things that we could apply to our lives, right? Mm -hmm. So um, Jason was just talking about taking care of the poor. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. How does that make that? How do you personally apply that? Yeah,
2: what can I do? Mm-hmm. And with my resources and things like that.
1: Yeah, and and so I think the what can I do in terms of others and also ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a, the application always comes back to mm. how does this apply to me? What does this look like? Because because mm. if we're learning all this information, it's it's great, great concepts, great theology, but if it's not practical, mm-hmm. yep. Is meaningless. It's meaningless, meaningless. And so God. I think it's so important whenever we are like, sometimes I just stop because maybe I'm reading the Beatitudes right now. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like done after verse three, because I think I already got so much information that, you know, I don't want to keep reading. Cause I don't think mm-hmm. I'm going to apply them information I already received. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so there's this level of like, I'm not trying to rush to finish mm-hmm. reading the passage. Because they don't need to. Why? For sure. Mm-hmm. There's no need to check the box off. The The box is not that. The box is the box is understanding. Mm-hmm. First of all, what is the scripture trying to tell me? And number two, how does this apply to my life? Because For if sure. I have a lot of personal applications, then I need to work on that today. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to say something?
0: Yeah, I just, I I, I was, the, this is beautiful. I I just want to just slightly uh, just add on, you know, I think that was awesome what you shared. Um. You know, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, in the sense that, you know, it goes back to relational quality. All these words we've been using mm-hmm. is God just wants to commune with us, and He wants He wants the Word to mm-hmm. allow to change us, you know, and transform us. And you know, I think that's that's really like at the once we understand the beauty of that. Uh, that, you know, like, it's not about the quantity of things I'm, I'm trying to read or that checkbox that whatever make-believe checkbox we have, mm-hmm. um, like kind of like in a legalistic sense, like, Hey, even like prayer and devotion can become like, Hey, that's the thing I need to do. Those are things good Christians do, you know, yeah. we check it off, like, you know, like check it off. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, God's love towards us, um, is the one that draws us to even spend time with him right. to, to communicate. You know, the Bible even says like every good and perfect thing is from God. The fact that we want to have devotion, this desire in your own heart that, Hey, I want to spend time with God or get to know him is, is this desire that's from God. Like it doesn't come from humans or mm-hmm. from what we're taught or from our environment It's is, is a gift from God. And so I love that what you shared is like, Hey, like what I learned now, the, the challenge is: Am I gonna apply it? Right. Uh, am I gonna apply like what I've learned? You know, all this knowledge that I received. Because then we can fall into the same pit hole as the Jewish people that they knew a lot, but they still crucified the the Savior. Right. Um, and so we have to now the challenge and the aspect of like, hey, I've learned this now, and then asking God, how can I apply this into my life? Mm. And that's everything that you have in devotion, like Gerald was saying. Uh, should have a practical aspect because God is not something that is just in our minds or something we do in church. It should like like envelop or or kind of like cover our whole life, engulf. like in a engulf like in our yeah. in our careers, with our family, our friends. Like we've learned now, hey, blessed are the poor in spirit. Like let's just use that as an example. Yeah.
2: Um.
0: You know, we've learned that blessed are the poor in spirit. How Jason was sharing, hey, how we view even in a in a physical sense, like people is is because those are the people that will inherit the kingdom of heaven. Those that in the sense that like when we're spiritually bankrupt, um, when we realize, Hey, we don't deserve God's grace. We will look at people in a different lens. You know, like we will look at people, Hey, those are children of God. Um, and I am no better off or less off than they are. And so I think that's like, for example, that's a practical thing. Like how do I, now mm-hmm. uh when I go out, like the people I interact with, will I treat them as children of God, realizing that, um, you know, I'm, I am poor in spirit, realizing that, hey, I have nothing to, that I deserve having, but it's simply because I come with a meekness and humbleness. So mm. I think that's like, you know,
1: just a tidbit to yeah. add on to that. Yeah. So we've shared a lot of things, and I think mm-hmm. uh, this will be really practical, hopefully, for our listeners as as mm-hmm. we're talking about studying our word and spending time with God. So uh, as you guys both know, this podcast is called Our Faith Journey, and I think mm-hmm. that's beautiful, right? Because uh, our journey is not meant to be alone. So, mm-hmm. as as we continue on our faith journey, what are some final words of advice you would like to share to our listeners?
2: Yeah, I can I can start it off. Um, I think aside from just doing devotionals, we have to remember that God is not just a like a a stationary object, right? Mm-hmm. It's also personable and it's also portable, ah. right? And <laughs> yeah. so, uh, taking God with you. Um, taking him to do the things that you do um, just having him in your life surround, you know, just as my brother said, engulf him in your life, right? If yeah. you're going to go work out, take God with you, you know, like God, let's get this workout in or, mm-hmm. Hey God, I need strength today um, mm-hmm. because, Hey, um, you know, maybe uh, I'm having difficulties in my relationship or in my family. Hey yeah. God, I, I need you to, you know come with me cuz i I'm, I'm afraid i'm scared
0: you know to whoever is uh listening to this you know i think one thing uh, is a devil always tries to break us down or or say like hey you're not you're not good enough to spend time with god or mm-hmm. um, you know you're not you not worth it and and oftentimes you know we listen to satan's voice more than we listen to god's voice Oof. You know, we listen to uh, someone who is against us, whereas we should be listening to one that is for mm-hmm. us. And you know, one thing that I found is, you know, even in devotion, uh, you know, when you fall short, like you like you sin or something, you're struggling with a sin and you fall short, or or like you've messed up in some aspect of your life. And oftentimes, like when you go to pray or have devotion, you just feel like if if someone can relate with this, then you feel like you're not good enough to spend time with God, or you just can't even open your Bible or pray because you feel like you're too far uh, mm. from God. Uh, but that's not that's not God sharing that. That's Satan, because the Bible says, "Like, hey, when we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us." And so the 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 key thing is the time that you feel like you you can't have devotion or spend time with God or pray. Um, that is the time that you need to have it there we go. any any yeah. more time than other. You need to come to God before Him with that, as we've been talking about, this poor and spare, like, come before Him. And with that meekness, realizing that, hey, even if you were a perfect Christian, let's just use that word, quote-unquote, perfect Christian, you still need to come before God, realizing that you're still a sinner, like, in need of grace. Hmm. Um, Just because you have our perception of being perfect or doing the right things, um, you know, makes us think that we're good enough or not good enough for God. Does has nothing to do with how God views us. Those yeah. are all just man-made things, that man-made standards or bars, but God just simply asks us to come to Him, mm-hmm. and that's like what what He's asking each one of us to do today, and you too as well, is is just come to Him. Like it doesn't need to, you need to just know everything about the Bible. Like Jesus, all the most of the people that came to Jesus were people that were uneducated, knew nothing about Jesus, uh, about the Messiah, um, all even children. Uh, but the Jesus still welcomed them with open arms. And Mm -hmm. and that's what he's asking us that, um, you know, that's why I spend time with devotions because I realized, hey, Jesus is the one person that will never leave me or forsake me. he Mm -hmm. cares
1: about me. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you guys so Mm -hmm. much again for being a part of the podcast. And uh, before we end the show, I just want to kind of do a little shout out for you guys. So I know that Jason's at La Sierra right now Mm -hmm. and uh, Jefford's at Southern. So how can my listeners connect with you and what you're doing? Okay. Uh, as
2: for me, uh, if you're in the Riverside area or go to Los Angeles University, uh, you always know that you have a home and spiritual life. You can always come by. Um, we will receive you with open arms and always snacks as well. Um, but Good if free. you if you if you're not in the area, you can always hit me up on Facebook, um, Jason Daniel, or on Instagram at Jason Daniel. That's D- <laughs> Wait, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, spell it. Spell it for folks. D a S O N J A N I E L. Shout out to Joss Yoteng mm-hmm. for creating that name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, I like I said, I attend Southern Adventist University. Um, it's in Tennessee, so I don't know if anyone's out there or will be there, uh, but it's out there. And I'm I'm originally from California, and we live here. Um, so anytime you want to connect, you know, if you're in that area or here in California, my Name is Jefford Daniel. Daniels. J E F F E R D D A N I E L. And that's the same. There's no Defford Daniel. It's just, oh, it's come just, on, it's man. just Jefford Daniel. <laughs> is that From, your Insta? <laughs> that's my my Insta is just Jefford Daniel Daniels all. Well. It's just my first He's and normal. last name. I'm pretty okay. I'm pretty Lame. normal. Lame. That's basic. <laughs> I know. I need to get a catchy name. But yeah, that's their Facebook and Insta. So you can connect out there. But um yeah, the, those are the the places. So
1: Awesome. Well, again, thanks, guys, for being part of the show. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Man, so glad that Jason and Jefford were able to join me on this episode. And to be honest, Jefford agreed to do this recording, this podcast recording last minute. I didn't realize he'd be in town when I had scheduled this recording, Uh, but he was willing to come in anyways. And I think he brought a lot to the table. And of course, my brother Jason, thank you so much for blessing us with your wisdom as well. And I hope you were able to gain some insight and practical tools that will help you on your faith journey. And next week, I'll be talking to Alex Nicolescu about the Sabbath and how we can apply this biblical concept into our lives. So make sure to tune into next week's episode. As always, remember the words of the great Beth Moore, to God, our journey is just as important as our destination. God bless and see you next time.